Welcome to the Blue Oasis Podcast. This is the podcast for finding peace and prosperity, learning the history of hobbies, as well as developing a little side hustle. If you want to find peace and prosperity in your life, this is your show. Get ready. You're listening to the Blue Oasis Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rothstein. All right, let's get to the show. Okay, and uh, welcome back to the Blue Oasis Podcast. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. With me is Josh Rhodes, a crypto expert. Uh, Josh, how are you? Hey, man, doing great. That is uh, incredible. So uh, you want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Uh, I'm a full-time crypto investor, entrepreneur on a few businesses, um, got into crypto investing in 2017 and haven't looked back and, uh, recently launched a kind of a, a education brand for those who are, uh, crypto curious called crypto y'all. I'm a Southern guy from Alabama and it's a big part of my story, um, uh, where I'm from and, and how that fuses into the greatest, financial technology in, in history uh, that is crypto. And so I have fun all day long, every day, uh, researching the sixth emerging asset class um, while uh, helping others learn about it as well. So I guess that's enough about me, though. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so, so you got involved in crypto. Uh, uh, so when did you get involved in uh, crypto? Specifically in 2017, a lot like most people probably, you know, you, you you saw a headline or you you saw a FOMO social media post. You you see someone made some money and you're like, well, what what's this all about? And so I, that was kind of my Alice in the Looking Glass, follow the rabbit uh, down the trail moment. Um, and then uh, ever since, it's just been an increasing passion of mine um more i, I like to tell people i i, I kind of just geek out a nerd out on on crypto all day long every day uh with with my members and other investors uh, i manage a fund and uh, a business uh portfolio as well and so uh man, i mean i yeah i, I kind of touch it all and it's it's really exciting it's dynamic um and for some reason i understand it even though uh, i'm not the sharpest tool in the drawer Sharpest tool in the shed. I get you. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how would you advise someone who is just starting out in the crypto space? How would I advise them? Well, um, I try to stay away from the financial advisement uh, side, but I I do tell crypto curious people who want to get in the game uh, to uh, not dive in. Um, all the way to get kind of get ankle deep first, you know, just get a feel for it. Uh, a lot of people start out buying Bitcoin and Ethereum. They're the two largest market caps. Uh, there's less, there's still tons of volatility there. Um, so if you're getting into crypto period, you just need to be okay with volatility. Um, but if you want less volatility and price action, you can obviously go with the two behemoths that is Bitcoin and Ethereum and just get to know it. You know, just dance, dance a little bit with crypto before you really dance. 
and slow dance with Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum at first. That's probably my biggest advice. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so what platform or wallet is the best for security purposes? Is it uh, Coinbase or is it something else? Well, you know, Coinbase is a central exchange. There's a lot of competitors there, you know, from Gemini to FTX to uh, Bybit to Binance. There's a lot of central exchanges. And I think you just, it's almost like a zoo. Like you, you got to know what all the zoo animals are different species of technology that we're dealing with here. Uh, the central exchanges are, are great because they allow us to obviously trade our fiat dollars for crypto or cryptocurrencies. But and they also spend millions a year on security, which is probably millions more than the individuals like us spend on security. Um, But at the same time, there's a great saying, you know, um, if it's not your keys, it's not your crypto. That is, um, if you don't own the keys privately. um, So what I always tell people is if you're dealing with over ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars of crypto that you're not managing actively. Uh, you should put it on a cold wallet storage device. I use a Ledger Nano. Um, it's like a little USB looking device, but it has software built into it. It's got an app that corresponds with it. That's probably your most secure, safe way to store, especially over lo- over the long haul, um, rather than keeping it in a central exchange. Because central exchanges can be hacked or they can be, you know, culprits and victims of malfeasance, just like, you know, any other business. All right. All right. Um, and uh, so um, how do you invest uh, or how did you invest uh, coming up? Um, was it on a monthly basis or a weekly basis? Um, how much uh, when you uh, first began? When I first began, I just had a fixed amount of capital. I think it was around $5,000 and I just dumped it into a Coinbase account and I bought probably 80 or 90% Bitcoin and I bought the rest uh, or I invested in uh, the rest in Ethereum. Nice. Um, I'll I'll tell you this. Um, I only have like a few hundred dollars in uh, Coinbase, but that was um, with everything else. I mean, like I had Tether, I have uh, not Cake Defy, I have Doge, I've got Shibu Inu. I mean, but but it's like maybe a few dollars. Um, uh, but I mean, like, you know, you can only put what you can afford, right? Sure. Absolutely. I think, I think people just need to always operate under the, the, the rubric of, um, only invest what you can afford to lose, especially when you're dealing with speculative or emerging asset classes. So I think a lot of debate is happening that right now, for example, that crypto is the sixth uh, or emerging asset class. Whereas you look back on history, we basically have, what is it, five asset classes, government bonds, equities, businesses, real estate, and currency. And so, um, you know, fiat. And, And then you've got the sixth, which is crypto. Well, there's only about 16%, I believe, of Americans. Now, obviously, there's there's more people around the world, but just thinking about American stats, about 16% of Americans own crypto. 
that means that there is a lot of market cap left to go. There's a lot of market penetration to happen. And with that market penetration, markets use volatility to basically create that or burrow that tunnel into pop culture. And so that's a big thing to understand. But the volatility also is the thing that brings us the opportunity to take earnings and take gains as well. So risk is not always a, a bad word. Not at all. Not at all. It, it was a risk starting this podcast and and doing the voice acting too. Um, uh, um, so uh, since this is a hobby podcast, um, would you um, talk uh, kindly talk about the uh, blockchain and uh, just all these games that are now coming out through uh, with Ethereum? Um, oh, yeah. I love, um, I grew up, I, I'm an old guy now. I grew up on the original Nintendo system. I played Legend of Zelda when it was in a golden cased cassette uh, in the original Nintendo Entertainment System. I, I remember it distinctly, and it, it, video games were my life until I basically got out of college. I have a huge DNA strand of video games. And one of my favorite things in life right now is the merger of my passion for cryptocurrencies, blockchain technology, and gaming, play-to-earn gaming specifically. You'll see it in short acronym like P2E Gaming. And there are great video games emerging. They're not AAA rated yet. You know, these aren't EA Sports and Blizzard and, you know, this isn't Call of Duty and Madden football and NCAA football yet that I grew up on, but they're getting there. There's some awesome games that are launching even in even this year, even the year of this recording that are going to change the game. And my kids, for example, I've, I've taught my oldest daughter how to earn money playing games like Town Star is one example that's made by Gala Games, which is a completely blockchain uh, tokenized video uh, video game company and uh, they have their own native currency called town star or town tokens they have gala games they have gala you can buy gala on coinbase um right now and my daughter uh plays town star which is kind of like sim city or farmville for your listeners who are listening you can you basically build a farm and you export goods to other cities and you get paid you you complete these challenges and when you complete challenges you earn tokens the native token of the game that you can take to the exchanges and trade for U.S. dollar equivalent. So my 15-year-old daughter is using that. I pay her $10 every time she she completes the challenges for me and earns me crypto. And she's starting to wake up to the fact that my cryptocurrency that she's earning in the game is accretive and goes up in value. So she's actually earned me way more than I've paid her. And it's that's kind of my point is that this hobby, I'm using this hobby as a, a teaching opportunity to help her see the difference between assets and trading time for money. There, um, uh, growing up, uh, I did Yu-Gi-Oh baseball cards and other kids did Pokemon. I mean, we were trading cards. Um, uh, but it, but I mean, now we're just in the, this digital space and, and, um, the early, thing that i saw the first thing that i saw with it was candy crush 
with the with that money and then people were like yeah. what people were buying exchanging dollars for that and then it's like oh uh can you can you uh i'll pay you uh twenty dollars for i don't know 300 whatever the currency there is on candy crush and i'm like what a waste of time and 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 <laughs> i mean i I still played it but I, I didn't understand like i didn't i didn't get it at the time because um i i had a wii i had all of this stuff sure I, like like uh, i had like gamecube was was my first and uh being a nintendo guy and then and then the wii and i had to get that and still that was a nice bar mitzvah present when i got it and yeah and it was probably um like and, and it was just fun it, there was no coins to it when for like any currency but but um it was so fun too yeah. um now nfts uh uh, I'm thinking of creating my own NFT um, in an audiobook form and just putting it on the blockchain and and uh, hoping it goes somewhere. Um, any advice uh, for anyone that is that wants to create an NFT, whether that's audiobook, video game, or just some artwork of a chimp in sunglasses? Yeah, I mean. <sighs> There's the you know the NFT creator world is a very different world than the create the NFT investor world, and a fun a fun tie-in or fun connection between the, the previous topic of video games. A lot of the games now that are about to emerge and become more public are you're going to see NFTs as a part of those games. They're actual literal properties inside those games that you can own for example i'll give you i'll give your listeners a great game to follow right now and invest in if they want to it's called crypto unicorns uh i think the website is crypto unicorns.fun if i'm not mistaken but i'm an investor i own uh, metaverse land there i own a unicorn i feel silly as a 42 year old man telling people i own a purple unicorn online but i do i I own some of their native token called rainbow i mean i mean you've got to be Firm in your masculinity to 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 be a, a, a stakeholder here, but but you get to play in the game with your NFT unicorn. So like that's the I'm not probably going to play the game. I'll, I'll probably will just to say I did and understand it. But you can get in there and earn more of the native token in the game with the NFT. That's a like they're upping the game. Like the, the people behind these games are people from Blizzard and EA. Like these are people who left their AAA rated video game companies to come into this crypto blockchain world and just really forge the way. These are really talented next level like game design studios. But you have the the you have the the pendulum, you know, like there's local artists who are starting to see that they have art that yes people will enjoy but they cannot be the poor artists anymore they can create art that has a smart contract layer under it that makes their art more resellable or has benefits that are unlocked because you own that nft and so um i think the decision to be a creator and investor is very much a part of who you are and there's more and more accessibility now than ever 
to creating your own NFT. I mean, a single Google search will just blow the doors off of opportunities for you. Um, I have not created my own NFT yet. It's on my list. Uh, part of um, I have uh, an academy, and a lot of our founding members will be on the whitelist for our crypto y'all um, NFT when when it launches, and that NFT will give them a lot of privileges to like live events and masterminds that, that I host at no additional charge as long as they own the NFT. But they might sell the NFT to someone else and exchange their membership to whoever else owns that NFT, and then that new person gets to come into the academy and be a part of the masterminds, etc. While maybe the original owner gets paid a commission on the sell, or I get paid a commission on the sell of their NFT, whatever. It's a it just opens the door of possibilities. It's a it's, it's unbelievable. It's a, it's a great part of the the crypto world right now. That's another thing is uh, being paid um after the fact. I mean, um, I was listening to that podcast episode you were on, and I'm sorry the name escapes me. Um, no, it I've no, it I no I've uh, got it here. How it, it was how to no it was uh. Yeah, I I apologize. I it's apologize. Okay. Um, but I remember you were talking about the exchanges. You were talking, um, uh, the fact that you could, um, resell it and still earn passive income, and and that's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah. The one thing. Oh no! It's yeah. It's. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was wealth without Wall Street. I'm. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was right Great there. Oh, I, I apologize. Ah, oh, there it is. Okay, you got yes. it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay, so it, it was. Yeah, so it was that. Um, so I could still be like earning that as an investment, just from people, you know, wanting to have it. Um, and like two point five percent commission on it just back into the pocket it's like oh there it is um every time um yeah now yeah for example for example the crypto unicorn project again not pumping that do your own research but like i've owned several of their unicorns and they sell for you know three or four thousand dollars pop like one or two ethereum depending on their rarity well every time they sell the primary creators of the game get two and a half to five percent and so it's just like, and there's, there's incredible volume of sales. Now that's a, that's an exceptional project, Like there's, it's a massive multi, multi, multi-million dollar. They've raised VC capital, yada, yada. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be the future, you know, what, like what if airlines create NFTs where you purchase NFTs instead of airplane tickets. And if you own you know, super rare NFTs for American Airlines or the common NFT for American Airlines. So you sell instead of selling first class and economy, what if they sold NFTs that were, you know, the premium NFT that got you into their Admirals Club, that got you a first class upgrade uh, after five economy trips or whatever. And then you could sell, I could sell my American Airlines NFT to Adam um, for whatever I want in the open secondhand market. And American Airlines would honor that, but they would also get a royalty from what I sold it to you. It's just crazy. It's just awesome opportunity. And real estate's moving that way um, even now as we speak. Yeah. And um, 
Perfect. Uh, there is something else I did want to touch on. Um, you could also take that NFT and just put it anywhere else. I mean, like I'm doing an audiobook. I, I'm still going to put it everywhere I can uh, with Findaway Voices. And uh, and I think that is a good, and you would agree with me that it's a good tip to just get it out anywhere, even if it's sure. technically not in NFT form. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. 20, 20 minutes. Yeah. 20 minutes in. Um, oh, so yeah. Um, you were in real estate for a little bit. Um, uh, what, what lessons have you taken that have applied to the uh, crypto space? Yeah, I, I'm still in real estate, still a real estate investor uh, on a real estate marketing agency. And I think a big part of my story is one day when I was 15, I walked into my home office and on the desk where my mom was balancing the checkbook, I saw a crazy book by a crazy guy called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And this guy named Robert Kiyosaki had written this book that I had no idea how powerful it would be until 10 years later when I actually read it. And real estate investing gave me language um, and understanding, really kind of categories to help my brain just wrap around crypto. And I think the main thing to understand is that crypto, uh, Bitcoin, all the altcoins, various crypto projects, NFTs, they are to be viewed as property and as an asset. And they have the characteristics the same as the other asset classes have. Real estate has property values and characteristics. You can lend against it. You can use it as collateral. Um, you can um, obviously buy and hold and use it as a cash flow mechanism as a rental, or you can flip it for a profit uh, in the short or the long term. You can do the same with crypto. All of those features come along, you know. And the thing about crypto, though, it's a as compared to real estate, let's just assume we're in a debate and uh, you were the real estate guy and I was the crypto guy. Not that I like them to be at odds. I think they're fit. They're just complementarian. But I would say that real estate is not as accessible as crypto is. And that's a big deal, especially for an asset class. Um, you can go in the next 30 minutes. I could go and I could purchase a cryptocurrency. I could make an, I could make a crypto investment in the next five to 10 minutes. Um, that's earning me a hundred thousand percent annual percentage yield. Um, I could be making three hundred dollars a day uh, with a ten thousand dollar, fifteen thousand dollar capital investment today if I wanted to. Whereas if I wanted to create six hundred dollars a month in rental income, I'd have to go to the bank, I'd have to get the loan, I'd have to do the appraisal, I have to find the deal, I have to get the inspection, I have to go through the rig of a reward. Maybe six weeks later, maybe we closed on the house. So it's a it's something to calculate, you know, for those who are getting into investing is like, wow, you know, you, you don't have to wait around for crypto. It's it's right there in front of you if you have an internet connection. It's pretty awesome. Indeed. Indeed. And um I'll definitely uh also um be sure to add more to it. Um add I added more to the Roth as well. Um cool. morning. So I mean like I'm 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 good there. Uh, yeah. So, um, all right. Um, a little bit of a side note here and, uh, I hope you don't mind. Uh, so 
Um, I've been talking about the Nomad Network, and uh, if you all are um, interested in um, just getting started in this um, new era that is the 2020s, um, side hustles are great, and uh, Jason Stapleton's Nomad Network is uh, the place, and I am just glad to be a uh, pioneer, so um a little shout out to my mentor and um yeah uh please join that nomad network it's free um go to my dot network dot at my nomad my dot nomad network dot app i'll leave a link in the description and show notes for you um to go there and um uh yeah and also there is a mobile app on the app store and I am not certain if it's on Android, but um, I believe it's there. Um, and uh, with that being said, uh, uh, let's close it out here. Um, five minutes left. Um, so, uh, Josh, um, any advice uh, for using this as a side hustle um, with crypto? I, no, I, I apologize. Uh, smart contracts. Um, in the future, um, we're. I do believe that we're going to be going towards uh, some sort of system with your phone, and it's going to be kind of like a key that unlocks the house. And once you have made that purchase, you know you can enter the house, and it's legally yours. And and I suppose when you uh, sell it too, um, you would you would get commission on it afterward. Um, and, and after the other sellers, uh, would potentially sell it. Yeah. Um, you, so you see that, do you see that becoming commonplace? Yeah, definitely. I mean, even in February of 2022, I think the city name is Springville. I might be making this up it, in Florida, a, a, a home was auctioned off as an NFT and it had over 2000 bids. And it was auctioned by a company. I'm actually an investor of this coin. It's called Propy, P-R-O-P-Y. From a side income perspective, though, you know, investing is the ultimate passive income activity. Now, not everybody has access to capital, though. Um, so investing should be commensurate or congruent with your, um, you know, the amount of capital that you have. But, you know, if you have an extra uh, $200 a month or $500 a month, you could earn in a DeFi, for example, in crypto in DeFi, um, there's projects you can earn 1% to 2% a day on your capital. So you can do the math on $200. I mean, that's not, it's not nothing. It's not, a, it's not a ton of money, but it's way better um, than what you're getting in your bank account, right? So if you've got a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or a thousand dollars that you're just sitting there, you know, thousand dollars, you're earning ten dollars a day on a one percent um, uh, daily ROI. That's a really good use of your money. Um, it's a bad use of your money to leave it in a bank account dormant, letting the moths of hyperinflation eat away at your buying power. Um, that's, that would be my biggest suggestion to any of your listeners, um, trying to create passive income, uh, using, using crypto, look into the DeFi space. And that's what, 
I do a I do a monthly cohort with eight investors uh, or eight retail beginning investors who want to earn passive income. And one of the biggest things that I show them or expose them to is the world of de- decentralized finance, which is going to ultimately replace our traditional financial system. Uh, now, um, on my now on my mentor's show uh, this afternoon, which I actually got to listen to, there is an inflationary element that um, that escapes it, and but but I think the reason why he was and why my mentor was talking about the this specific component was because things because certain supplies um either gain in qual in uh, quantity or you know certain things um lower supply happens and a, a lower amount happens at certain times and with that little bit inflationary component um you can it it is easy it's a little easier to to adjust for it that was the uh gist of it um uh do you think there could ever be some sort of fiat currency or something physical like we like we could still have some physical cash to go along with this in the future because i mean i i am a bit worried about just going to all electronics and and i don't want you know, like some power outage to happen or something <laughs> along the lines of, of that. Like, like I still want, I, I, I still do like to touch money sometimes. Yeah. I think the thing you should be more worried about than maybe, I mean, the power grid's a big deal, but the thing that um, legislator legislatures around the world in industrialized countries are now debating, even in the United States is, central bank digital currencies is what you should be afraid of because that will basically become the digital dollar, which virtually we're already on, except it's all in the retail space, right? Like there's not a lot of people carrying around cash. There's not a lot of people holding pennies and dimes in their pockets, but the central bank digital currency would be kind of scary on a social level because it will introduce the opportunity for there to be social scoring and, um, you know, the government knowing exactly what you purchased, exactly what you're using your money for, exactly where you're using it for. And, you know, there's just a lot of big brother George Orwell, you know, caution flags that fly up when you think about that stuff. That's that's not fun. Yeah. And, yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. But um, maybe not uh, maybe not from a central bank, but but and. But with the actual Bitcoin, like I've seen physical coins as well with with Bitcoin. So, yeah, yeah. And I think those are largely marketing uh, instruments to allow people to get their brain around the fact that that the the promotional aspect or the, the, the networks themselves want people to go, oh, this is real money. And so they they want they want it to be adopted in the currency family or in the property family, and so they add they add the images of property or you know tangibility to help with that adoption. Um. Okay. Uh, still, so, um, still gonna be using some cash because um, I actually do like the privacy aspect of cash, but sure, but I'm not I'm not necessarily yeah, but. I mean, if if someone is 
um, selling something for Bitcoin, like I'm not going to knock it down. Like I will um, get out my phone and uh, when I'm on the town, I'll just uh, say, oh, it's uh, 10 bucks for that. Uh, here you go. Like, I mean, like that's convenient too. And I've, yeah. And, and we're already there. Um, so I am optimistic about the future, even though times seem dark, even though the 2020s have been off to a terrible start. Um, um, I can still say that I'm optimistic and uh, looking forward to the future. And I don't know yeah. exactly how this is going to turn out, but, but I think we're going to, uh, but I think something's just going to click and, and, and a decentralized currency is is just going to take off. I, I do believe in that though. I trust me. Yeah. And I would, and I would encourage you in front on the privacy level, even like from a Bitcoin perspective, um, the great part that keeps it private, these transactions are public on the public blockchain ledger. The wallets, the wallet addresses are public and visible, but I don't know what Adam's wallet address is. Right. And so it's still, it's public yet private. Um, I can see what wallet addresses are doing publicly, but I can't see what individuals decisions are being made with, you know, their individual purchasing power. You take El Salvador, for example, the president there, I think he's 38, he's a super progressive, forward thinking guy. Uh, he, uh, got the legislature to pass Bitcoin as a, it's the first nation to pass it as legal tender. And uh, they put two, I think they put 220 Bitcoin ATMs all over the country. It's a small country. And they gave every citizen who was willing to download the national app, the Bitcoin app, they gave them like $30 in Bitcoin just to kind of stimulate the, the, the new economy. And I think their, I think their GDP since they did this last year is up like seven or 8%. It's just something crazy. Uh, everybody can fact check me on that. But long story short, I think what's happening is that peer to peer network, they're saving like 440 or $400 million a year on Western union fees of money getting sent back home from the States. Uh, just because they're allowed, they're now able to just send Bitcoin back and forth without all the transaction fees. And so I think it's going to change the world. I think it's going to, uh, allow people to have that privacy that they want because it's a decentralized peer-to-peer -peer network. I'm talking about Bitcoin specifically, but when the governments start issuing currencies, buyer beware. Of course, of course. Um, any closing thoughts before we go? Um, my closing thought would be if you're crypto curious and you want to go along for the ride with a crazy Alabama guy who grew up in the country, who is uh, now um, a full-time crypto investor, you're welcome to join me by uh, accessing my case study at cryptoyall.co. Um, that's uh, cryptoyall.co, not .com. And uh, join my email list and I'll see you there. All right. Um, and uh, just be sure to send me um, all the links through social and I'll be sure to put them in the show notes. Awesome. All right. Um, I guess that's it. Um, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, please be sure to share this on all your social media platforms. Please rate this on iTunes uh, and Spotify and, um, and be sure to share this with a friend if I didn't say so already. Um, with that being said, uh, stay safe, stay great. I'll talk to you all in the next episode. Hey.